Hi guys, it's Jill, and welcome to the Jet Real Podcast. I forgot the podcast name for a second. I thought it was Equine in Theory. That's that's what it used to be. That's not what it is now. (laughs) Um, But I am Jill. I am a psychology student and equestrian chilling on a horse farm during quarantine. So um, this week, uh, surprise, I don't really have anything to talk about because I'm in quarantine. No interesting things are happening. So instead, I asked you guys on Instagram to... Uh, ask me some questions and see what you guys wanted me to talk about this week. So uh, instead of having one topic, I am going to apologize for my cat scratching on the post that has a bell on it, and he also has a bell on. So sorry about that. Um, anyway, I am going to be answering you guys' questions, and I'm sure I will rabbit hole into some really interesting conversation topics. Fingers crossed. <laughs> uh, so let's get into it. It's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Okay, friends, let's get into some questions that you all seem to have asked. And if you would like to participate the next time I ask, you know, for your questions, you can either shoot me an email at jetrealpodcast at gmail.com and I will answer your question on the podcast or I will um, do another Instagram one. So follow me, Jet Equithery. Um, But for now, I'm going to answer the ones that I already have. So, starting off, hot and heavy. What happened to Mac? For those of you who don't know, Mac was my retired racehorse project. I was going to take him to that competition. Ended up not going because I didn't feel that we were ready and I didn't want to push it. And um, he is this gorgeous, uh, like, nearly black bay um, thoroughbred. And I love him with all of my heart. He is a fantastic horse. And currently... He uh, is owned by my friend Tessa. She bought him, does positive reinforcement with him, and is truly one of my favorite people on this earth. Um, I have so much respect for her. She's so young and so, like, just talented and full of passion for horses. And I just, I couldn't have picked a better home for him. So, Mm. sorry, do I have agua? Um... But yeah, so he is living his best life, chilling out, being a horse, and um, I saw on Instagram, she got on him a few weeks ago, I think, or something, so I mean, they're making progress, doing their training thing, and um, I know Tessa will always have his best interest at heart, so um, literally couldn't have been a more perfect home. I was so stressed about selling him that entire time, Um, so yeah. Uh, What I'm currently working on with Zoe. Okay, so if you were hoping for lightning round questions... Um, you are at the wrong podcast because this is the 
ADHD slash ramble slash rabbit hole podcast. Um, so in this question, I can feel it. I can feel it coming. So um, here goes. Uh, lately, I have been more all over the place than I think ever before with Zoe. Um, so as most of you know, the past year I've been doing positive reinforcement and have been doing exclusively groundwork. I think it has literally almost been two years of that, um, which is fantastic and has really strengthened our relationship. I have become a better trainer and, um, been more aware of my horse. I think our bond has strengthened and, um, I don't know, it's done wonderful things. And I, that education is absolutely priceless. So, um, yeah, and I really enjoyed it. But then there for a little bit, I was like, mm, I'm kind of tired of like running around on the ground. I would like to start working towards riding and maybe a dash of negative reinforcement to um, help guide is not the worst thing in the world. Um, so that's that's sort of what I'm trying. Um, if I'm being completely honest, my past couple of rides have had um, predominantly negative reinforcement directed. And... Um, I'm not super thrilled with that, but, um, I had a reason. <laughs> so I just wanted to see, um, how a canter would go. Like her trot has been pretty good. It's been pretty relaxed and solid. Um, but, um, there was one day that I was riding her and she offered a canter. And, um, so I just wrote it out and, oh my God, it was horrible. <laughs> it was so bad. And if you've seen my most recent YouTube video, Quarantine on a Horse Farm, which I highly recommend you watch because I worked really hard on that video. It took me so long to make that stupid video and it didn't get any views. <laughs> um, so watch it if you haven't. Please, 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 please. I promise it's a good video. One of my friends who's not even a horse person was like, that's your best video. So I promise it's worth the watch. I think I even watched it in its entirety after spending like three days in like seven hour sets editing it. So I, I hope it's worth your time. Um, anyway, so, uh, in that video, I talk about how, um, I'm just really confused on what's going on with Zoe because she offered the canner. I took it and I just wanted to like kind of ride it out, um, and see like what it felt like. And oh my God, it was like riding a jackhammer. <laughs> she was so tight and stressed and like like, she's such a difficult horse to ride because if you look at the footage of me riding her, which will never see the internet, never, and I'm only telling my podcast this because I feel like the people that actually take the time to listen to an hour-long podcast are, like, intelligent adults who, uh, or people, or if you're not an adult, you're probably more mature because most small individuals cannot listen to a podcast, um, but anyway, you're probably more open-minded and willing to pay attention and listen. And um, so I'm telling you this instead of my Instagram following, which would be like, abuse. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, she just like, in the footage, she is so unbelievably behind the vertical. And um, if you're not quite sure what that means, it means her nose is almost touching her chest. It's very bad for her neck, her vertebrae, she can't breathe, blah, 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 blah. The problem is, if I let go of her, she runs very fast away. And um, so in the video, you, like I'm referencing one or like two specific videos on the two days that it happened. Um, I because I was trying to change something to see if the canner would get better, you know, because um, science. And um, so hold on, I have to move my heating pad because now I'm toasty. I don't know why, but I get hot when I talk for some reason. I'm like freezing every time I start the podcast, but then I get talking and then I get hot. Um, anyway, so 
she what was i saying she um just she gets so curled up and it's like she's pushing super hard from behind but then her front end will not like uncurl it's like she's going two directions at once she's going forwards and backwards at the same time and it looks very awful um and uh, my boss was out here and we were trying to like figure out what was wrong and she was like it looks like she is cantering out in front of herself uh with her front end she looks normal on her front end aside the behind the vertical but then her hind end she's just like hopping and it's like her legs are pinging off the ground just like ding 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 and her front end is cantering and it's oh my god I don't have words for how difficult it is to ride without banging on her back because she's like popping me out of the saddle every time she does that so I'm doing my best to sit and unlock my lower back so I can like stick with her and like just ride out that canter you know forward and back and um but it feels more like forward 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 on her and so um yeah and I just like was like maybe she needs her hocks done she's so tight behind and um she's not cantering up under herself and um i asked on twitter i asked like because twitter i feel like is full of otdb people that like understand (laughs) problematic horses and so everyone was like yeah i mean usually they like act like they're moving through sand and they're really sluggish but my thing is like i don't know if zoe's hawks were hurting i don't know that that would be her reaction to it do you know what i mean like i feel like she would be panicky um that's not to say that that's why she's being panicky but i feel like if her hawks were bothering her she wouldn't act like say a warm blood who looks like they're cantering through water she would be more pingy so it's possible that she's having some arthritic changes there um but i'm not entirely sure i'm sorry the mic is far away from my face i'll move it closer so that you guys can hear um but yeah, so I don't know if it's that. I don't know if she's tight in her hind end. I would love to have a chiropractor look at her, but we literally don't have one um, that I'm aware of. I asked on Facebook the other day and I forgot to like check if there were responses. Oops. Um, so I will be doing that soon, but our most recent one moved away. So um, to Canada. So I don't have a chiropractor currently to look at her, but I would love for that to happen. Maybe a body worker. Um, but that aside, one of, like, my most recent ride on her, I was just kind of, like, you know, I don't want to push it if she's having some hawk problems, so let's try just, like, going for a bareback hack and just, like, hack her around, and, um, say what you will, like, maybe you shouldn't ride when your horse is having hawk problems, but I'm still not entirely sure that that was the issue, so I was, like, trying to isolate the variable, so I took my saddle off, um, you know, it wasn't on because it was a new day, but, um, and I put a poly pad on, which is a really fluffy saddle pad, um, and a Mattis pad, which is a really fluffy half pad, uh, like one of the nicer high-end ones that took me way too long to save up for, and, um, then I put my bareback pad on. It's the Best Friends Comfort Plus bareback pad or something off of Amazon. It was like, it's between 25 and 40 bucks. I can't remember. I don't think it was that expensive, um, but I put it, put that on and normally Zoe hates bareback but I've never put that much cushion on and my friend Kane who is Meyer Horsemanship on Instagram um they ride in a uh like a I think a Lemieux pad then a thin line half pad if I'm not mistaken and then I think we have the same bareback pad so I was like you know what I don't have the thin line bareback pad and it's a little awkward to have the um 
Matt is pad because it has fleece on the top and on the back. But I was like, you know what? Screw it. Let's try it. And so I did that and I had an entirely different horse. Um, in the video, she, like the video you can see in the quarantine uh, video that I put up on YouTube, that footage is live because it is not as embarrassing. <laughs> um, still not great. And she looks tight, but is a completely different horse. Um, she looks far less panicky. She looks a lot more relaxed and even and... Um, yeah. And then of course, you know, I had comments that people were like, she's off behind. And I was like, no, she's not. She's tight. <laughs> That's, there's a difference in being off and tight. Also being bareback, I can tell if she was dipping and she wasn't. Um, and she's been off behind before and it's very obvious. Um, so yeah. Um, I don't know. I, so that's where I'm at with her. And, um, I don't know what's going on. I don't know. My, my hypothesis is that, um, the saddle that I was riding in was my jump saddle. And in that jump saddle, you know, my stirrups are short. So my calf is on her all the time. Cause I've always had a very solid calf. <laughs> um, so it's on her at all times. And I notice when I ride her that I try really hard not to touch her with my calf because she is super reactive off of it. Um, so she's almost like trained me subconsciously to not touch her with my calf and I don't ride any other horse like that it's literally just Zoe oops um so I have to be conscious of that and when I was riding her in that saddle I was really trying to like you know sit down on her and stay with her and not surprise her with my calf so I was keeping it on and she just got worse and worse and worse and it was like trying to bottle electricity it's just awful um, so when I rode her bareback, you know, I don't have stirrups and my leg is just kind of hanging freely. And, um, because of my tendency to not touch her with my calf, I didn't have my calf on and I had a different horse. And then I noticed that when I, like at the walk, if I put my calf on to ask her to move over, she'd jump into trot, like jump into trot. And I was like, oh, I see where we could have an issue here. Um, so fingers crossed that that's the issue because that's a training problem and uh, not a pain problem. And I would really, 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 really rather avoid injections because um, I'm just not a fan. I would rather keep the bodies the way they are. I might put her on Cosequin or Adequan. I actually don't know much about Adequan. Um, but I want to look into like a joint supplement or something because, I mean, like she's only nine. Yes. However... Um, she did have like, I mean, she raced for a while and, um, her racing career ended because she tied up because she got tight. Um, so we've made a lot of changes to her diet, but I still think that maybe some, um, added magnesium and some joint supplements could probably, uh, benefit her. And then obviously she had the high impact career eventing. So, um, it's probably time to like consider, you know, helping her out a little bit more. Uh, with some joint supplements. So that's the direction I'm going to go. I'm going to keep playing around with it. You know, I'm going to try and ride her in my dressage saddle and try to ride her in my bareback pad. Um, and I think I might stay out of my jump saddle for a little bit until I can work through the calf issue and really make sure that that is the problem and um, not my saddle fit or anything like that um, or her hawks or her SI or any lameness, anything like that. Um, so I'm going to try and work through that and, um, I may have our vet look at her, um, when he comes out to like, look at some of our mares that are supposedly pregnant. I don't know. We just bred one of them and then another 
could be pregnant. We don't really know. She came from a kill pen. She looks like she's pregnant, but <laughs> who knows? <laughs> so, um, yeah, anyway, that is that. Um, so that's where I'm at right now with her. Like, my main issue is trying to figure out, like, what the problem is. <laughs> like, whether it's my calf or it's um, a pain-related thing. Um, so... And I just want to be, like, clear that it's because, like, if I touch her with my lower leg, she, like, shoots forward. And if I work on it a little bit, you know, she gets better about learning to just move off of it. But um, I think I need to be a little bit more deliberate in my training with it. Um, But, yeah, so that's where I'm at with that. And um, the question said what I'm working with Zoe on completely or currently. So, I mean, that's pretty much it, like, just trying to figure out those little nuances and seeing if um because like my goal is to have the happiest horse that I can I would love to be able to just like I'm so envious I'm so 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 beyond jealous of people that can just go hop on their horses and hack around like do you know how badly I would kill to just be able to get on my horse and like walk around and canter normally like that is such a low bar and I hate that because I like it just seems ironic to me that like somebody like me, and I'm going to hype myself up here a little bit, so just, like, brace yourselves, (laughs) um, like, somebody that has tried so freaking hard to learn everything they can about animal welfare and training ethics and stuff like that, like, I just cannot seem to get a good result, and maybe I'm going too fast, maybe I'm doing this wrong, XYZ, it's just, it's so frustrating because there are people that literally just pull their horse out of a paddock, don't learn anything, and just go do it, so it's unfair, but life's not fair, so I just have a little burr under my saddle pad about that. That's the most Carol Baskin shit I've ever said in my life. I'm so sorry. Oh, God. Anyway, um, I don't know. I'm just I'm irritated about that. Cause it's like no matter how hard I try, it feels like I just keep hitting a wall. But we continue on. I'm not, I promise everybody I'm not depressed or feeling down. It's just, it is really frustrating when I've had this horse for six years and it's, it's it's a little embarrassing too like obviously I'm not you know living or riding for other people but it is embarrassing when everything is on display like it is on Instagram and I just can't seem to have a normal fucking ride on my horse you know um and if I if I like am like the video on my quarantine video like a lot of stuff is cut out of that like it wasn't perfect it wasn't a great ride and even the video isn't great And, um, it's just, it's frustrating. Um, but beyond that, what I'm trying to work on is, um, some, uh, like I want to be able to ride her bridalist at some point, you know, I want to work towards that. And, um, I really just want to work on having her being as calm and as responsive under saddle because she's happy and because she wants to, um, so that's what I'm trying to get to these days, um. And also, on that note, I um, went in and uh, signed up for um, Mosey Truitt's Liberty Horsemanship um, course. Um, I think it's called The Liberated Horse. It's on her website, libertyhorsemanship.com. Um, and I believe it's 50% off right now. It's 100 bucks for the course. Um, and I literally, like, I, I'm... I don't, I think I'm about a third of the way through it right now. Um, like, I'm gonna, like, rant about that for a second. This is not Spons. I, I don't even think Mosey follows me on Instagram or anything like that. Like, she doesn't know who I am. <laughs> but um, her podcast has been so inspiring to me over the years. And 
it is it's an incredible podcast the um it's called in the spirit of horse if you need another horse podcast to listen to and um you know it's not always about horses sometimes it's just about life things and um it's so relatable so incredible like I just I really enjoy her podcast and um she mentioned that she started a course on it and I was like jumping on that and uh it's 50% off right now so I was like hell yeah let's do it and um could not recommend it more to um especially people that are wanting to get into positive reinforcement because she goes through every single step step by step by step tells you exactly how to do everything she's very open and honest and it's so simple the way it's presented and um you know just like very chill laid back relaxed um she does it all through videos uh, there's some pdfs and some slides and stuff but um for the most part it's videos and she's showing you and talking and um the filmography is absolutely stunning it's super aesthetically pleasing and um mostly just awesome and i really recommend looking at that course if you don't have anything to do during quarantine and have a spare hundred bucks because um it's it's really great i'm i'm doing all of my homework for school and you know when i get done with that i spend an hour or two doing her coursework because i just like i i know about operant conditioning and clicker training and stuff like that i'm no stranger to that obviously um the first couple of episodes of season one of this podcast are literally all about that. Um, but it is nice to just have a refresher and somebody's different take on it. Um, you know, the way she talks about it and the way she phrases it, it frames it a little bit differently and, um, it's a, it's a pleasant refresher. So I highly recommend checking that out. It's really, um, re-inspiring me for some positive reinforcement groundwork type stuff. And, um, I really want to incorporate it under saddle. I'm just like, hitting a wall and a half with that so (sighs) I will get there eventually I know I will and um it's just uh, problems of having a super intelligent horse she's like just doesn't put up with the bullshit (laughs) so um I've gotta gotta figure out how we can do it in a way that makes us both happy so um I think that I answered that question um you know, with 20 minutes. So (laughs) I'm going to go ahead and move on. Um, how does it feel to be TikTok famous? You guys, I don't know if you know this, but I'm going to do a quick check. Um, I, I'm so sorry for that. I posted, it's, it's in my video, my quarantine video on YouTube, um, that I posted this video and it blew up. Like right now it's at two, uh, 248.5 thousand, uh, views. Like, that's ridiculous. That's <laughs> my first first TikTok video blew up like that. And um, I love it. I think TikTok is so fun. You should follow me on there if you have a TikTok. I spend hours just dicking around on that app. It is so funny. And um, I like posting on it because it's no stress. Nobody knows who I am on there except for, like, the few people that are like, oh, my God, it's chill. But, like, nobody knows who you are. You're just posting videos of ponies. And, I mean, at least I do because I don't have life outside of that um and so it's I just think it's super fun because you're not like you're not in it for the followers if anything it's more about views than followers I think and um it's just like for the sake of being funny because like you're not gonna make money at it you know so it's I don't know it's I think it's super fun um so how did I get myself back into a consistent schedule? Um, uh, <laughs> I don't know that I'm the best person to ask about that right now because it's currently 1.30 in the morning and I will most likely be up until 4 a.m. Uh, so 
not the best person to ask, but I have been trying to um, get up at 10 and then I snooze my clock until 12. I I'm so like, I can't express to you guys how annoyed I am that I've been doing that. Like, I just, I would love to be able to get up at 10 and go to bed at least by midnight. Um, and so then I can back it up to getting up at eight because that's my favorite time to get up or I would love to get up at seven, but that's not going to happen. Um, so well, it would, if I would commit to it, whatever, it's fine. Um, so I'm going to try and fix my sleep schedule eventually. <laughs> um, but I just work so well at night. I just get so excited to do all the things. And then it's suddenly 9am in the morning and I'm like, shit, I did not go to bed. Um, but I don't know right now. I like, it's so tricky to explain, but in a nutshell to keep it short so that I don't go on a 30 minute ramble. Um, I just sort of got my passion back and my, like, vigor for life back for some reason. Like, it all hit me at once, and I was like, oh my god, I have so much shit I want to do. And so now I am, like, tearing through my homework, reading books. Um, Like, I mean, like, after I get done messing around on TikTok and doing all the things that I have to do all day long, I'll go sit in bed and read for two hours until 5 a.m. Like, I don't know what's wrong with me, but I'm not questioning it. I'm just like, hell yeah, let's go. So, um... I've been riding Zoe, I've been playing with the babies, I've been riding Maze when she has shoes on because her freaking paddock situation is stupid right now because it keeps raining um, and they suck their shoes right off. Um, but I've just been messing with the horses and, you know, reading and uh, creating on TikTok and YouTube, like, and just posting on Instagram. Like, I just have felt so alive again. And, um, I really think, uh, I'm going to, again, try to keep this short because I already went on a 20 minute ramble. Um, but I really think that, um, these waves come in just that. I think they come in waves and I don't think that, um, you know, when you're not in a super inspired, creative, like high, um, that you should shame yourself for it. I don't think that you should be sitting there like, oh, I'm not doing enough. I'm not being productive enough, which is so easy to do. I like the past year, that's what I've been doing. And at finally, at some point I was like, I just had to accept that like, I'm not in the space right now. I'm just not feeling creative. I'm not feeling inspired and I'm going to do the things that I absolutely must do. But beyond that, I'm not going to do anything because I don't want to. And there's no point in berating myself for it and stressing myself out and shaming myself for it. Like, there's no point. It's not going to help anything and it's not going to make me want to be inspired or, you know, do the things that I love to do anymore. If anything, it's just going to make me feel worse and keep me in that state longer. So as soon as I accepted it and just kind of lived in that for a little while, it was like my body was finally allowed to recharge. It was like, to put a metaphor on it, it was like you plug your phone into the wall and then every time you realize that you're, you know, that you're charging, you unplug it so you can use it. And then while you're shaming yourself, the unplugging, then, you know, you run your battery down again. But when you finally like plug it in and just leave it and accept that this is where you are and that it's okay and that you just need time to rejuvenate, it's okay. You can be sad. You can be depressed. You can be upset. You can just be apathetic. You can just be. And then once that phase passes, then you're okay. You know, you don't have to be like, oh, I'm super happy that I'm sad or upset right now. Like obviously, you know, negative feelings come with that, but don't also shame yourself for not doing the things that you feel like you should be doing. Get the things done that you absolutely have to. And beyond that, just take yourself seriously. Take time for you. Realize that's where you are 
and then it'll pass. It always does. I swear, I want to get tattooed on my forehead. This too shall pass. It always does. And, you know, now I've just hit this, like, creative upswing, and that's what it is. It's all a cycle throughout your entire life. It will always be a cycle of low swings and high swings, and sometimes the swing goes really fast, and sometimes it goes really slow. And for me, this past year was so slow. I was in such a bad place mentally because of environmental factors and people factors and just a bunch of stuff. And then finally, all of that was over. And then it, like, you know, after it ended, I was like, okay, I should be good now, right? Wrong? No, I had to mentally recuperate. I had to do a lot of work and a lot of reflection, a lot of therapy, not because I was like losing my mind or anything, but because I just wasn't happy and I wanted to, you know, figure out how I could take my life back. And that's what I did. And, um, you know, there's no magic answer, but after you, you know, get through whatever your body needed to get through, then, you know, sometimes you hit that upswing and then you're ready to go again. And, um, then you can really appreciate it. Like now I appreciate the headspace that I'm in so much more because of that downswing. And, um, cause like every time I'm like, oh yeah, I want to do that. I'm like, God, this is awesome. You know, every time I'm like, oh, I really want to do my homework right now, or I really want to paint, or I really want to go play with my horses, or I really want to read. I like kind of pat myself on the back a little bit, which sounds weird to do, but I just recognize and I'm aware that, um, that I'm feeling that. And, um, so it just, it makes you more conscious and more aware of when you do feel good and then you appreciate it more. And then I think you live a more fulfilled life like that. Cause you're like, yeah, things are really good right now. You know, uh, the, that was not the question, but that's what I talked about. And now I have gotten through four whole questions. <laughs> I'm so sorry. This is why I don't do Q and a YouTube videos. Um, uh, ba -ba -ba -ba. so yeah. Oh, the rest of that question was after the unmotivated and consistent period with the horses. Yeah. I mean, I'm still not super like, you know, just like dying to ride anymore. I honestly think that maybe that part of my life has passed. Um, and I think that's okay. I talked about that in therapy a lot. Um, you know, just like I'm holding on so tightly to the fact that like I was, you know, a, a competitor and I loved to ride every single day and drill new movements and learn to jump new heights and blah, 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 blah. And now that's just not really what I want anymore. I just kind of want to be able to enjoy my horse and, you know, do basic things. And that's, been my goal. So, um, I haven't really been riding many other horses. I ride Maze occasionally, but like I said, the weather's been bad and she hasn't had shoes. Um, and there's kind of no point right now because, um, uh, she's like pretty set in her training and, um, you know, she's a super incredible horse, but like we can't compete her and we can't, um, you know, like show her to people because of the quarantine. So I'm not like super, you know, like, I need to ride her, you know? So, um, there's that. Um, da -da -da -da. will I ever buy a second horse? Probably not anytime in the near future. Cause I currently am still reliant on my parents to pay for my current one and they currently do not want to pay for her. So, um, yep, that's going well. <laughs> um, I saw you used a bit on Zoe in your recent video. Have you started to explore bits for her? I think I talked about this I think I talked about it in um, a few episodes ago. Let me double check. I'm pretty sure that I did because um, I did like that little controversial tag talk episode. Um, yeah, bits, whips, spurs, and neck rope drama. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, okay. So then right after that podcast episode, I did number 10, how I'm going bridalist and why bits may not be so bad, I think. 
why bits may be better than bitless. So listen to that episode for the entire rant, but essentially, um, I have like looking at the difference between bridalists and or hackamores and bits, um, biomechanically, uh, hackamores exert more of like a backward pressure, whereas bits, the horse leans into the bit more. So it's more like a downward pressure, if that makes sense. Um, so yeah. And Zoe just, she curls so badly and I don't want to encourage that with a hackamore and I could encourage her to push into it, but it's a different kind of pressure than holding onto a bit, if that makes sense. Like, yeah. So I don't know. I just, I can't get into that again. Listen to that podcast episode if you want more information on that. And on that note, I'm going to take a drink. Hold. ASMR. Um, do I plan to show Zoe again? Uh, probably not. I'm just not really like, like I do miss showing and that I miss like preparing for it and like all the hype and hanging out with people at shows and the hotels and stuff like that. Like I just, I always loved everything about showing, but the actual competition aspect of it, like competing, I never won anything. I was never good. (laughs) And so, I mean, maybe if I like was winning all the time and just had all this talent and stuff to show off, then I would probably be more into it. But losing every time kind of puts a bad taste in your mouth. (laughs) Um, But beyond that, like, I just, I don't know. I loved running cross country, but dressage I hated and uh, show jump I also hated. So, eh. (laughs) Uh, Would I ever consider, hold on, I gotta readjust my grip on my mic here. Um, Would I ever consider breeding Zoe? I have before, actually. Me and Sunny almost bred her and Sunny was gonna gonna foot the bill and everything. Um, But I decided not to because I don't want to risk her. There are lots of things that can go wrong with breeding and I just, I can't risk my horse. And then like the day after that, we talked to a psychic and she said that every horse on the farm would wanted to have a foal, except Zoe said, absolutely not. So I don't know that I believe in psychics and all that, but it was just a little bit too coincidental and just confirmation biased me right into saying, yeah, we're just going to not on that. Um, what was my first pet's name? Are you trying to hack into my emails? <laughs> no, thank you. You're not getting that answer out of me. Uh, I was raised by a cop. That's right. <laughs> um, uh, how much do I get paid to work? And how does that work out with you living on the property? Um, I don't know. People are normally super weird about money questions. I don't really care that much. Um, so I'm going to tell you. <laughs> um, so I... I get, I have to pay rent and electricity. Um, Zoe's board is comped or my rent is comped, whatever you want to call it. Um, one or the other. Um, but I, I get paid $9 an hour. I'm not salary. And so if I don't work, if I don't ride, I don't make anything. Um, so it's just up to however many hours I spend working with the horses or, you know, cleaning tack or anything like that. Um, but yeah, that's, that's pretty much it. I mean, it's not much, but I mean, it's pretty, pretty good. It's what? $2 above minimum wage here. I think, I think we're seven fifty here. I could be wrong. Um, but yeah, so it's not enough to like pay bills or anything, but it is enough to allow me to buy mac and cheese to sustain myself. Um, how old am I? I believe that's in my bio, but I don't know why I bother putting it there. Cause nobody ever looks at it. <laughs> I'm 21. Um, in September, I will be 22. Um, 
I have a three-month-old foal that just lost its mommy. What do I do now? I feel like that is a vet professional question. Also, how do you not have anything happening for it right now? Dude, ah, uh, you normally get a nurse mare, no? Ah, uh, tricky. Okay, um, I'm not the person to ask for that. I would ask your vet immediately, like yesterday. Um, how many baby horses are there on my farm? There are currently two, but we have one mare who we think is about to go into full. It's confusing because she's an old, old, old mare that Sunny rescued from a kill pen, and um, she looks pregnant. And she looks like she's bagged up, but she, it's it's April, and she hasn't, like, tried to full yet. So we're a little bit confused. Um, I think she's getting ultrasounded next week, or this week. I can't remember. But it'll be soon, so we're going to figure it out, because we don't actually know. And we don't know when she was bred, because obviously she's from a kill pen. Um, so potentially three. And we also have a baby cow. <laughs> Um, if I could go back in time and start positive reinforcement from the very beginning with Zoe, would I? 110%. What, like no question about it um what to do when you're burnt out but horses are your job um I would do what I was talking about earlier you know I know how I know no 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 how hard it is it's so so painfully difficult um to keep going but um I would just do um as much as you can and um you know, maybe write it down in like a journal to keep track of it and uh, maybe hype yourself up that way. Be like, look at all that I did today. I'm not feeling great and I don't really want to do this, but look what I did anyway, you know? Um, and, uh, you know, just maybe make, I'm such a, I'm such a list maker. So maybe make a list of all the things you have to do and then check them off as you go so that you can like see the, you know, progress moving. That really helps me when I work out because like I, every single time I work out, I want to quit like immediately like a third of the way through I'm like I'm done with this but if I can see that I only have like you know two more sets to go I'm like okay well I might as well you know I've already started it um so maybe do something like that um or try and switch it up try something new um maybe something that you haven't done before or you've been wanting to try maybe just you know see what you can do or spend some time just hanging out with the horses maybe take a book just like sit down and read and spend time with them scratch them, bond with them, open your heart to them, and just, like, kind of just feel the moment, you know, instead of just, like, okay, I have to go get the horse, ride it, like, try and be present in it, you know, kind of a, like, a spiritual way, I guess, which is a weird thing for me to say, because I've never said that before, um, anyway, uh, yeah, I don't know, I hope that helps, uh, what's my favorite part about working with foals? Oh, my God, like, everything, um, Dexter is, absolutely an angel. He's Dixie's full. He is just a saint. Like, I can walk up to him while he's laying down and scratch him and I'll lay with his head in my lap. You can scratch his butt. You can brush his legs. You can touch all the way down all four of his legs. You can touch his face. You can scratch his chest. He doesn't bite you. He doesn't rear. He doesn't kick. He doesn't act like he's going to kill you. Astro, on the other hand, Astro is so bad. I love him because he's adorable, but he scares the dog shit out of me sometimes. <laughs> like, because, okay, usually baby horses are like the size of a dog, right? No, not these. Freaking, I'm five foot eight, okay? And Astro's back comes up higher, than, like his withers come up higher than my belly button. So that's over three feet tall. And then his, um, uh, 
his head, like when it's all the way up, is like almost directly under my chin. Like he's huge, huge horse, like so big. And he's uh, like two, three weeks old. It's stupid. It's so dumb. And he is just a wild child. He wants to play so badly. And the babies haven't started playing with each other yet because Astro's a little bit more independent from Ghosty. But um, Dixie and Dexter are, like, inseparable. Like, they're always right next to each other. And Dixie's not a huge fan of Astro, so they haven't really started playing much yet. Um, But it is so annoying because every time I go out to play with him, he rears up and bites and does all sorts of fun things that we are working on. But it's a little frightening when you have a a huge, huge, very powerful, dangerous baby (laughs) doing stupid shit. (laughs) So, um, yeah, I've had to be a little bit more careful with Astro. But in the stall, he's wonderful. He's absolute pleasure. They're both learning how to lead really well. They both have halters on and are the smartest little babies ever. And they're so chill because they're warm bloods. And I love it. I love it so much. Um, Do I enjoy training younger or older horses? Younger for the most part. I mean, I don't have a problem with older horses. Um, or anything like that. Um, but I do love the, like, resilience of young horses. I don't know that I'm a huge fan of, like, foals, though. I, like, prefer three and up. <laughs> like, <laughs> the foals are a little bit... I like somebody else to have already done all the work. But, you know, honestly, that might just be because I've never done it before. Like, these are my first foals that I've ever dealt with in my entire life. So, it could just be, like, my ignorance showing that I don't like things that I'm not good at. So, and I've worked with tons of, um green ones, you know, that are like three and up. Uh, What is my plan after I graduate? Um, I should graduate in May on May 4th. Oh my God. That's so soon. Wow. That's crazy. That's like what? 20 days from now. Holy shit. That's, oh my God. I'm hype as fuck now. That's so lit. Okay. Um, anyway, I will then be going into Henderson's master's program uh, for uh, my master's in clinical mental health counseling, which I am so excited for. I'm so excited. I'm taking uh, two classes in summer one, two classes in summer two, and then two classes this fall, I believe, unless I can do more. I will see if I can pester them into that. Um, but yeah, so I am I'm so, so hyped for the master's program because it's going to be like highly specific to what I want to do because like undergrad is great and fun and fine but uh, there's only so many times I can learn about you know uh oh my god what is his name Erickson's stages and whatever like I'm just I'm so beyond overhearing the same stuff over and over again and I would like to learn how to apply it and learn the theories you know instead of just like the people and you know basic stuff um it feels so like general and now we're getting into more specific and my best friend's already like really deep into it so um I've been like getting to live a little vicariously through her while she learns all of it and I'm like ah and then I spend all of my free time listening to the psychology in Seattle podcast so like literally anytime I'm writing cleaning my house doing something where I can listen to a podcast I'm listening to the psychology in Seattle podcast learning about therapy techniques and listening to Kirk Honda's opinion on things like that is just so fascinating to me so that's what I'm doing I'm very nerdy and geeky about psychology so um it's definitely definitely my my field um uh do I have any strong opinions on Clinton Anderson um 
excuse my French, not that I haven't been swearing this entire podcast episode, but he's a mad fuckhead. Like, th- he's so abusive. Like, there's there's no other words. It's just abuse. Um, and normally I would not be so, like, crass about a trainer, but oh my god. <laughs> like, that man is just like, let's beat them into learned helplessness, please. I cannot stand it. I hate it. Um, what is my go-to poor college kid meal? So I have recently found these, um, mac and cheese microwavable things. Um, it's by the brand Devour. You can find it at Walmart or at Dollar General, except for in Arkansas, because I live here and I will buy them all. You're not allowed to touch them. Um, and it's, they're so tasty. I think they're like 250, uh, a box, which is a little expensive, but for one meal, but it's fine. Um, but then it's like, it's Alf- my favorite is the Alfredo one. And then it has bacon and breadcrumbs in it. It's so tasty. And uh, the brand is Devour. I don't know if I said that. Um, and then they also have sharp cheddar. And it's incredible. I haven't been able to find it for like, I don't know, five days. And I'm like dying because I don't know what to eat <laughs> other than mac and cheese. Um, which is also lit because I'm lactose intolerant. I don't know why I'm doing this to my body, but it's fine. Um... What are my opinions on clipping muzzles, ears, and fetlocks, etc.? As far as I know, fetlocks aren't really a huge deal. Um, I know that that hair is there to, like, help drain the water so it stays out of their hooves. Um, At least that's what I read when I was, like, 12. Um, But um, I trim it just uh, on Zoe specifically because she has super long ergots, uh, like the little nubs on the end of their fetlock. Um, so it doesn't really matter if she has hair there or not. Like, it's gonna drip off anyway, because they're, they, like, extend past her hair. Um, which is gross, but she's, you know, a hybrid. She just hasn't lost that part of her evolution. She's got a toe. Um, but, yeah, so, I mean, that's not really a big deal to me. Um, ears? Ears I never really got behind, because I have yet to meet a horse that likes having their ears clipped. Um, I mean, I'm sure there are horses out there, but, like, they all seem to be a little bit irritated. Everyone that I've <laughs> irritated a little, um, but I never understood it. Cause in the winter I'm like, ow, cold. And then in the summer I'm like, eh, it keeps the bugs out. So, you know, I just, I the hair's there for a reason in my opinion. So I just leave it. Um, and then as far as muzzles go, I absolutely do not clip muzzles anymore. I used to, um, full disclosure. Um, uh, but, uh, we don't clip any muzzles out here. Um, it's illegal in other countries and, um, horses are blind there. Like, you know, I mean, there are plenty of arguments for and against, but in my opinion, the horses are, they can't see there. And, um, it's just kind of, it's just kind of a dick thing to do to just make them bump around until they, you know, find the ground or whatever, when they have hair there that's specifically designed to prevent them from banging their faces on things. (laughs) Um, so, I mean, and you can say, well, oh, my horse is fine without it. I use that argument too, whatever. Like, do what you want. But um, I think it's more humane to leave them. Um, have I heard of slash listened to the Heart of Horsemanship podcast? I have not. I'll look into it. Um, tips to stay motivated uh, to do schoolwork during quarantine. P.S. Love you and your pants. Oh, it's so sweet. Thank you, Sam. I think I can't read your actual name, but Sam, I'm assuming. Um, 
Uh, I would say make a list of things that you need to do for that week. Um, if you can, if you have access, like in college, we have syllabi. So I know what I have to do for the rest of the semester. And I've already made like seven lists. Um, and I have a planner because <laughs> I'm anal that way. Um, but organizing like that helps you stay on top of it. And like I said earlier, you can check things off, feel accomplished. Um, maybe set out a time to do it. Um, like I try to get 90% of my work done on Monday, unless it doesn't open until later in the week. Um, that way I have all week to do anything else that I want to do. So it's kind of like a little delayed reward. You know, if you spend a whole day doing stuff you don't really want to do, i.e. schoolwork, then the rest of the week you can do things that you want to do if possible. Um, ba -ba -ba. Ways to get your horse to load uh, on the trailer better. She has bad. She's had bad experiences before I load her. Um, I would use positive reinforcement and clicker training. Um, burp. There are plenty of videos out there. I would specifically look for positive reinforcement ones, though. Um, the ones, you know, where you're, like, swinging a whip behind them, beating them into the trailer. It's not going to create a positive experience, as I'm sure you can imagine. Um, and that's not what you want. You want your horse to enjoy the trailer. So I would look up positive reinforcement tutorials um, on it. Uh, there's a great book um, called... Uh, oh my god. Are you kidding me? I'm totally blanking. Hold. Um, it's by Elise. Elise Mucken Sturm? I believe she's French. Ruins my brain. Humane Science-Based Horse Training Introduction to Learning Theory and Exercises for Everyday Handling Care and Fitness. It's on Amazon. Uh, it's $22.07 my part of the world. Um, she has an entire section on how to do it and it's very thorough, very well done. Elise is great. Um, highly recommend looking into that. Um, but there, like I said, there are also plenty of videos out there if you don't want to buy a book, but that book is great. Um, but yeah, I know Adele Shaw, the willing equine has, uh, I think she has videos up on it. Um, if not, there are probably articles on her website on how to do it. I'm sure she has posts all over her Instagram. Um, very talented at that, um, Adele is, I mean, um, so she'd be a great resource to reach out to, um, or you could take lessons from her. She uh, would be happy to help with that. I know she would. Um, how did I find the barn that I currently live work at? I believe I talked about that in an earlier episode about like how I got my job and whatever. Um, uh, so for more information, you can listen to that. But, um, essentially I just, I knew Sunny because we rode together under the same trainer. Um, tips for working with foals. I will let you know after I figure out if what I'm doing is successful. <laughs> um, I am winging it and um, will be furthering my education on it soon, but I've been very busy with schoolwork and haven't had a time to look into it, so I'm kind of just like guessing right now based on what I know about learning theory, um, using lots of scratches and only rewarding behavior that I like, so that's, that's what I'm trying to do. Is the farm I live on doing anything different because of COVID? Um, not really. None of it, like, our lives really haven't changed. We live in rural Arkansas, like, not, we don't really interact with a bunch of people anyway, and this isn't a boarding barn, so, um, it's literally just me, Sunny, and the two people that work here to feed, um, and the guy that, like, mows and stuff, so, I mean, it's literally just us, and we don't really interact with a ton of people. Arkansas hasn't even instituted social distancing because it's, it's a rural state, <laughs> like, so, is what if. Um, if I wasn't into horses, would my life be drastically different? So different. As I just said, I'm literally just sitting, like, I think outside of, like, 
Walmart and Jimmy John's employees. I haven't, like, spoken to another person that hasn't been through a phone in about a week. So, if I lived in an apartment complex or on campus, you know, like normal college students, then I would probably be hanging out with people a lot and partying and drinking and doing lots of other normal human things. And I'm just not. And that's never been who I am. I've always been um, more of an introvert Also, I just want to say a quick thing. This is really off topic, but I just want to say that a massive pet peeve of mine is when people say that they are an introverted extrovert. It's not a thing. My therapist pointed this out to me because I too, I too said it once. I said I was an ambivert because I thought that was a fun word that I learned on BuzzFeed. Um, It's not a thing. You are either like introvert and extrovert doesn't mean that you can like function in social situations or not introvert means that you are usually drained by people like after you hang out with a big group of people or whatever you like need some time to yourself to rejuvenate extrovert means that when you hang out with people you're really energized and you feel like alive and you just want to keep going and you don't need that like recoup period that's the difference introverts can you know be bubbly and want to interact and be social it just means that they need downtime okay so Everybody that keeps saying that they're an introverted extrovert or an introvert who's extroverted sometimes, stop saying that. It's not a thing. Okay. Now that I've addressed that large pet peeve of mine, I will keep going. <laughs> um, but, 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 um, oh my God, I'm trying to find some, some good questions here. Biggest challenges through showing. I think, really think my horse's welfare. She was so stressed and uncomfortable the whole time. And trying to figure out how to continue competing uh, while that was happening was really difficult. Um, I just got light years closer to the mic. And I hope that helps because I can see the wavelengths got a little small there for a second. Um, What made me choose psychology as a major in college? Um, I was really interested in going into the FBI when I was applying for colleges. And I'm not totally opposed to it, but I don't really think that's the route I want to go. I really do think I want to do, like, clinical mental health counseling. Um, But if my life leads me there, cool, let's do it. Um, But right now I'm kind of just, like, up in the air seeing where things go. Um, But I have always been in psychology. Like, uh, I remember when I was, like, 14, I just got my learner's permit. I was driving my mom to um, my middle school, and um, she was talking to me about like what I wanted to do whatever for reference she's also a teacher so like she would just then take the car to her school um but anyway I was driving and I was talking about how awesome it would be if I had like a little log cabin and a pond and my horses in the backyard and then I just like you know therapized people out of my house and um did like had clients come and we would just like walk around talk to horses and sort through things and how awesome that would be now I will say probably wouldn't do that today I'm a little bit more paranoid I don't think I would enjoy having people come to my house um but um I that was like something I wanted to do at 14 and then I kind of just like decided I didn't want to do that anymore for some reason I just like forgot about it and then I wanted to do um horse chiropractic for a while. I toured a chiropractic college, hated it, and was like, this is not, no. And, um, then I was like, I want to do FBI. It was detective, FBI, cop. Like, it went back and forth so many times. 
Um, but still, that required a degree in psychology or criminology or something like that. But I wasn't really interested in crime. I just wanted psychology. Um, and no, I didn't watch Criminal Minds. I actually just started it, like, when quarantine started. So I'm just now watching it. That wasn't why. Um, but then... Hey, can we stop moving the bowls, please? Um, and then I decided I wanted to be a horse trainer and do positive reinforcement and operant conditioning and all of that. Um, and then I decided that I wanted to keep horses as a hobby and now we're back to therapy and that, like, now that I've actually been listening to, like, podcasts about what it's like and, like, considering doing it, like, I literally can't imagine doing anything else. Um, it's so perfect. Like, that's just all I want to do. All I want to do is learn more about psychology and, like, I just, I feel like a sponge. I've been absorbing this information for four years now, or three years, because I'm graduating early, <laughs> and, like, it's all I want to do. It was my favorite class in high school, and, um, yeah, this is just, this is my shit, you know? Um, probably getting, oh, yeah, okay, I'm almost out of questions, and we're almost at an hour, and I try to, try to keep them to an hour. Um, how did I remember my jump courses at shows with my big brain? <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, what did I do? I, I really just, like, I looked at the course map, and memorized that then I looked at the arena and then like pointed to jumps and like you know did the course that way and then I would watch a few people go and then I would do it and then like at an event I'm talking about a hunter jumper show with that one but at an event I would um read the course map and then um walk the course once or twice uh, towards the end there it ended up being like I would just look at the course map and that was it <laughs> um or walk at once. But, um, yeah, so I look at the course map, walk the course, then, um, you know, like think about it before I go to bed. Then when I'm warming up, before I go in to do my round, I watch the people before me go. And then my subconscious kind of just did it for me and I didn't really have to think about where I was going. Um, so not particularly helpful there. Um, why did, why do I feel like I don't fit in with God? Is it because you can't get the Holy Ghost? The what? That question doesn't make sense to me. Um, I apologize. I'm not really sure what you're asking. I would have to believe in the Holy Ghost to get the Holy Ghost. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just really don't, like, Christianity has never, never really jived with me. I talked about that a few episodes back. I think it was the episode called what I kept from the internet for years or something like that. Something very clickbaity. Um, let me see if I can tell you guys which episode that was. Um, what I never told the internet in dealing with depression. Yeah. Episode number three. Um, so I talked more about it in that episode, but essentially I am what you call a deist. I believe in the possibility of a God, but I do not know for sure, nor do I, um, you know, limit that to Christian God, Muslim God, Jewish God. I, don't, I just don't know. I'm not really with any revealed religion, you know, where God has like taught to people. I don't really know. I don't know which holy book is right and true. Um, you know, that sort of thing. Like I just, I accept that there is a possibility that there is a deity, but I don't know which one it is. And it doesn't particularly bother me that I don't know. I'm kind of just chill doing my own thing, you know? And, um, I live my life, uh, you know, to be good and to help people because I want to. 
Um, you know, not because I am afraid of going to hell or anything like that. Um, and that's not to say anything, you know, negative about people who do believe that. But, um, I mean, it it is a bit different because people tend to look at atheists and deists as immoral bastards who just, like, live life for no reason. But, uh, yeah, I mean, my... I, I don't really, like, people always get tripped up on that, too. They're like, how do you live, like, how are you stay happy without a reason to live? Like, don't you need an explanation? Like, no. I'm just, I am. I think, therefore, I am. <laughs> and so, I don't know. I'm I'm here doing my thing, and um, I want to live life to make me as happy as possible and to make the people around me as happy as possible. I want to give back. I want to help people. That's what I've been doing forever with, you know, the online community, and especially with positive reinforcement. I wanted to help people at least bring it to their realm of awareness so at least they could make an intelligent decision on whether they wanted to train with that or not, you know? Um, so, I mean, that's just what I want to do. I just want to like absorb knowledge and learn and, um, help other people and stuff like that. So I I don't really need uh, a religion to do that. And that's not to say that people who, you know, do have a religion need it or anything like that, but it's just, like, I don't feel like I'm missing anything from my life without it. I feel pretty content, and I'm Jay chilling. so, I don't know. Um, how to deal with mean girls slash people who get everything they want and get you jelly. I don't know, because at the beginning of this podcast, I definitely did rant about how irritating it is that people can just enjoy their horses, and I can't, um, so I definitely, I understand that, um, but yeah, I don't know. I think that it's just a matter of realizing that your life is not their life. And um, if things are a little bit harder from you, for you, then um, it's a learning opportunity. You know, if everything comes easy and you don't have to try, then you really don't learn much. You just keep doing what you're doing. It's the, the times that things are difficult and where you have to keep guessing and you have to keep trying new things that you learn more about yourself and more about the world around you. So take it as a learning opportunity. Um, how to get into the equine industry slash be successful slash get a job. Good question. I fell into it because of networking and I really think that's the best way to do it. I mean, if you know somebody in your area that has a barn and has a lot of horses, ask them for a job. Like there's, I mean, I don't really, it's so difficult and it's such a political thing too, especially in the bigger barns, but I'm really not the person to ask. I would ask somebody that has a solid working student position. Um, I know you probably already told everyone, but why'd you stop showing Zoe? Because she was very stressed and irritated. Actually, originally the reason was because she colicked and then, um, she got very stressed and very irritable and I realized she wasn't happy. And then I started doing positive reinforcement and realized that I will never go back to putting her in a situation where it's strictly for my gain when she's clearly unhappy and neurotic because I'm, you know, just, I want to show and I want to get a ribbon and have fun and she's not enjoying it the same amount, you know? Um, keep choking. My mouth is so dry. Um, how are the little baby pawns doing? They're doing wonderful. They're making me very famous on TikTok. Uh, and, uh, they're, they're growing so fast. It's so scary. Um, are you single? And if so, how? Because you're so pretty. Don't say those things. Um, I am single and I have decided and if you follow me on Twitter you would know that I have decided that I'm taking a break. I'm taking a break from boys. I can't do it anymore. Um, My past couple episodes I talked about my love life and all the struggles and whatnot but 
for now, I really just can't even entertain the idea of, like, talking to somebody and putting energy into it and then, like, worrying about it. Like, I I think it would just detract from everything that I'm doing right now because, like, right now I'm so happy focusing on school and ponies and talking to my friends and being creative and reading and, like, it's it's the introvert life and it's not um, necessarily the most fulfilling thing in the world but at least temporarily I'm very happy with it and it's been a very long time since I have felt this way because I was in a relationship for like a year and a half and then after that I was just depressed discontented and then in a series of um unfortunate (laughs) events being like really short unsuccessful relationships um so I just kind of want to take a break and I think I'm allowed that I'm 21 I can do whatever I want so I'm just gonna like take some time and really appreciate what I've got going for me right now. And I don't need no man. I want a man. I want love. I want to be, you know, happy and have a family someday. But for right now, it's just not really ideal. Also, I live in, excuse the language, bumfuck Arkansas. And I just, my my expectations have dropped drastically <laughs> um, for Arkansas at least. Cause, and also beyond that, like, to date somebody who is like, because at this point... I would either be dating somebody who has a job or who is pursuing a master's degree because I will have been graduated. Um, So, and I don't really want to date somebody who's younger than me in college because different lifestyles. And so, you know, it's, it's tricky. And I just, oops, I'm so sorry for bumping the mic. I was trying to cover my leg with my blanket. Um, I, I just, I don't know. And then somebody who's already got a job and is established probably isn't going to want to leave Arkansas. And I do not want to get stuck here. This is the, that is the last thing I want. I do not like Arkansas. I do not want to be here for the rest of my life. So I am trying to get the hell out of Dodge before I'm trying to meet somebody, which is scary because that means I'm going to have to move alone. Um, and yeah, I don't know. I just, I don't, don't want to live here. So I'm going to have to figure it out at some point, but yeah, that's my rant on that. (laughs) I'm, I'm single. Um, I'm also like picky and annoying with boys. It's, it's ridiculous. I'm a a neurotic person and it is a lot to handle. So, um, what am I studying? Psychology tips on dealing with a rude horse slash teaching ground manners. Um, rude, rude is not my favorite way to say that. I know what you mean. Um, generally when people say that their horses are being rude, it's because the horse is coming into their space and, um, doing behaviors that the human doesn't want them to do. Um, but the best way to deal with a horse, um, that is exhibiting behavior that you don't want is to reward behavior that you do want. And when the behavior that you don't want, um, stops being rewarded, um, you know, if the horse comes into your space and you move away and the horse wanted you to move away, then you're reinforcing that behavior. If the horse mugs you and is pushy, quote unquote, and, um, you give it a treat, you're reinforcing that behavior. So what you do instead is reinforce the behavior that you do want. So if the horse moves its head away, um, or backs up out of your space, you give it a treat until they're good. You scratch them or, um, you know, move out of the horse's space if that's something that they're not liking. Um, so a lot of what we do with horses all the time is, um, just correct, 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 correct. The horse does something wrong and you, you correct them. You use negative reinforcement or positive punishment. You tell them that was wrong, but you never tell them what was right. So positive reinforcement is all about rewarding the horse for the behavior that you do like in the, um, with the goal in mind to increase that behavior. So with a, what you're calling a rude horse, 
Um, it's probably been unintentionally created by you, its previous owners or the people around it. You know, the horse is just being a horse. The horses are not rude. The horses are not antagonistic. They're not out to get you. They're not out to usurp your power or anything like that. Not that that's what you implied question asker. Um, but that's the general, um, the general thought of most people, um, that, you know, you have to put the horse in line, you have to be their leader. So, um, but that's not the case at all. It's just a series of, um, reinforcements. So if the horse is doing something you don't like, don't reward it. Um, and, but the caveat is you have to reward behavior that you do like, you have to teach the horse what is good behavior. Um, because horses don't come out of the womb knowing that they're not supposed to rear up and attack you. See Astro. (laughs) Um, so, uh, you have to teach them that that's not, you know, the behavior that you want. Um, so for Astro, me playing with him would encourage that behavior, you know? Um, so what I'm trying to do is when he's calm to give him lots of really good scratches that make his nose twitch, you know? Um, but I just, I hate that our, our industry is in the way, and I'm not hating on you, Asker, um, but it, it is unfortunate that we're all taught and socialized in this way that, you know, if the horse is doing something we don't like, we label the horse as rude or pushy or a dick or whatever. Um, but in reality, the horse is just being a horse. He's doing the behavior that's always worked best for him. So, um, instead of calling the horse names or, you know, labeling him with mean adjectives, think about what you're doing to perpetuate that behavior. If the horse is running over you, are you telling the horse he's being good when he's not running over you? Like, I mean, are you doing your part in training your animal to do what you want? Think about like a service dog. This dogs don't come just knowing how to like, you know, I don't know, press a doorbell, alert you, fetch a beer like that. You have to teach the animal to do what you want. And I think we forget that in horse training a lot because so much of it is just force and push and pull. Um, but it is, it is your job as an owner, as an equestrian to learn, um, about training theory and learn how to communicate with a horse and how to, um, train them ethically and efficiently. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I recommend that you check out Mosey's, um, liberated horse course. That's what I'm doing right now. I paid the money and I am chilling watching it and I probably won't be able to eat for a hot second, um, except for the things that are currently already in my fridge. (laughs) Um, so yeah, uh, at the expense of wanting that knowledge. So, um, yeah, I think that with that, I'm going to wrap it up. It has been an hour and 10 minutes, so I'm going to call it a day. Uh, you guys can find me on TikTok, on Instagram, on Facebook, on Twitter. Um, most of the above are Jet Equithery. Um, that's J-E-T-E-Q-U-I-T-H-E-O-R-Y. Um, my TikTok and my personal Instagram are Jill.Trees. And also, uh, you can follow this podcast on Instagram. I post on that Instagram every single time an episode goes up. It is Jet Real Podcast. And um, yeah, I also have a website. It's jetequithery.com, same way I spelled it earlier, um, with lots of really cool resources for positive reinforcement and horse training and um, ways to get in touch with me. Um, So to that end, you may email me at jetrealpodcast at gmail.com for any questions you may have. Please let me know if you ask me a question uh, that you want me to talk about it on the podcast, just so we're clear and I'm not accidentally airing your dirty laundry on my podcast. 
Um, you guys send the sweetest messages sometimes. I'm so sorry if I haven't responded to your message yet. They tend to be very, very long. And so, um, it takes me a minute to get to them and respond, but I promise I do read them all and I will get to yours eventually if I haven't already. Um, so with that, please send me questions and topics that you want me to talk about. I promise I will read it and you're not bothering me. So get to it, get cracking. Please rate this podcast. Give it five stars if you really enjoy it. If you don't, don't rate it because <laughs> I want to keep that five-star rating, you know? Um, I don't need any negative feedback, okay? <laughs> um, but yeah, let me know what you think about the podcast. Rate it and maybe soon I will read the reviews so that you guys can hear what you wrote. Maybe we'll do that soon. Um, and with that, I will be leaving you guys. My Mac is on 5% and we're going to call it a day. So thank you guys so much for listening. I will see you guys next Tuesday. Have a good one and stay safe.